What? Papa? Papa? Is that you? Why are you doing this to me? You don't look anything like my daughter. <laughs> and I look nothing like your son. We share our... Natalie and I sh share a level of disdain for you, though. Like, you're okay with being around I me? Like you kind of, but man, you rub me wrong sometimes. I'd really like to punch you right in that square <laughs> beak ears. Right there. <laughs> uh, this is While I Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. And we only had one week. Only one week of, of garbage. Right. It was tough, but... You know, what I really appreciated is that you could talk smack when I wasn't even here. Yeah. But then you could back it up and still continue to talk smack while I am here. Yeah. So thanks for treating me the same. It's a true friend. Whether I'm here or gone. A true friend talks to you behind your back, or talks about you behind your back the same way they talk to your face. Right. Just nothing but fairness. Yeah. Um, but Congratulations, I did... Congratulations, Wilbur. You hey, thank you. You a baby upstairs. Yes, thank you. We're in the Nurer household. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my dungeon. In the dungeon, and there's a happy baby. Oh, oh, it used to be a happy baby. We you shouldn't have said nothing. Woke him up. Woke him up. <laughs> no, everything so far is good. Um, everyone's happy. Everyone's healthy. That's what's most important. Yeah, and you're uh, getting a little bit of normalcy, right? You're back. You, well, we did a trip together. Just yeah, back. I'm fully back to work now. Gotcha. So that's. Uh, I mean, I'd rather spend time here, but you gotta. Baby's gotta eat. Right. So. Uh, this week we're going to do a pretty classic episode. We'll do a week in review. Uh, then we're going to talk about the decision. The big decision. Right. Uh, then we're going to talk about, of course, it's August, big minnows. Yep. Not to beat it to death, but now is like, we were maybe jumping the gun a little bit. Like two weeks ago, we're a little early. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. No. Not anymore. Now I don't have any doubt when I buy them that I'm right. going to use them. Right, at least you're going to give them a full, the old college try. Right. You know, you're going you're gonna to check them on every spot, not just the first school of fish yep. you see. Yep. And then we'll do a Saw Guy series, of course. And a little preview. Get out of here. Yeah. We, I'm excited about the Saw Guy series. It, yeah. We got, there's going to be some repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be fire back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good enough. Cheers yeah. Report it out. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. You know, we've got a friend of ours, good friend of ours. You know, you know who I'm talking about? He's got a big head, uh, bald, angry all the time. That's how he stays so calm is because he's just always angry. George Wells, huge human, huge human. That's his, that's his key to success. He's just always mad. Yeah. Uh, and that's how he has such a calm demeanor. Blood pressure's <laughs> through the roof, but... Um, he's learned to... He's, like, that's his normal... That's his coping mechanism, yeah. right? You ever notice, like, that dude's just got it made? There's he fish does. under his dock, yeah. anywhere his boat goes. Yep. He's just a stick. Yeah. You All know, of those things... Have one common thing. One common denominator? Yeah. What is it, Dan? Put the pieces of the... Why don't you put the puzzle if together? We think about his Warrior 2090, the best, the king of the tiller boats. I, I you know, I, I just say king of boats. King yeah. of walleye boats. Yeah. If we think about his dock system, I think that one is a 
Port a boat? Port a dock. Oh, wow, that really? That made right here in Minnesota. Hmm. And both of those, both of them. Oh, and it's pontoon. I heard it's pretty premier. It is. It is the premier pontoon. That one, two, all three of those, musky house marine. Gotta love it. You know, um, you know what I've heard, though? That he's got to keep a fence around his dock area because there's, the walleyes cram up in there. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're so attracted it's to like it. A fish crib. Right. You don't have to sink it, though. You can use it for sunbathing. You can get to your own boat. It also acts as a fish crib. I, I just don't know how there's not more of them floating around. You know, probably for the fisheries. The fisheries would be devastated if there was port docks all over the place. Because <laughs> you'd know exactly where to go. Right, right. You'd just cruise shorelines. All this structure fishing BS that we do all the time, mm-hmm. you would just drive a shoreline, find a port dock there's a port dock yeah. But there's a 30-incher under there. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. <laughs> you know, and you never see any birds on them. They're always on the other docks. Yeah. No, no. bird poop on a port mm-hmm. dock. No. no. Pristine. Pristine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan, how was your week? Um, uh, up and down. I want to be honest about them. Yeah, say, you have to. We say pretty good a lot. And I think that's maybe just an outlook on life. That that's like an accurate representation. I would agree, but some are better than others. Certainly. Uh, so I'll try to pull out the memories I've suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a good yeah, way to do it. for sure. So yesterday, I had a, re- a pretty tough one. And I picked a, I just, I think I drew, I picked the wrong lake. And I picked, I, well, I fished Inguadona. And I chased, we were just there. I chased the bike that we did the live the live show on. Uh, they just wanted to catch a bunch of fish. You know, I figured crappies would be like fill in for the meat hunt, and uh, it didn't work out, man. And yesterday was a fishy day. Like, Super. I called you on the way home. Like, do you would you believe that I didn't pound on them today? I and shocked. You're like, no. I shocked. It was embarrassing, and I don't know what the deal was. Maybe I was o- I was over some fish, for sure, and. Uh, you no. can't necessarily put that on you then. No, I think I do. I don't think I was over enough. You could you, you could have been. I know the feeling. Whooping on them, um, but I've been doing pretty good on a couple of our smaller lakes, uh, catching walleyes uh, with night crawlers and big minnows. Combination of those. Two. Are you still using leeches at all? Uh, I have them with all the time. I like debated. I, my supply was running a little low. And I was wondering if I should re-up, and I didn't, and I didn't regret that. I don't. It's I, like the end of Shiner season, right? I think that's kind of where it's You at. just got to cut it off. Yeah. Yep. But there's still, but people, who, there's still people who, who catch them right now with leeches. And the other thing, if you're, if, you're a, if you're a wise guy out there and you're really being clever, we might go through a lull in the leech season, but, like, you have nice leeches in September, you will catch some walleyes. You'll be banging. Yep. But that takes a little bit of work. If you want to do that, though, both both our bait shops in town have pretty nice supplies of leeches right now. Mm-hmm. I think surprisingly good supplies of leeches. Mm. Uh, you, you're going to have to take care of them. But uh, if you like good fishing in September, that would maybe be something to think about right now. Something to help. You, you guys are selling them by a half a pound yep. still? Yep, yep. Uh, 
holstering your Sona by a half pound, buy them, take care of them, change the water all the time. All the time. Keep and, them cold, cold. Yep. And uh, you're going to lose some for sure. But it's, And it's very important to get those out. Very dead important. Yep. Dead ones. I've been, my system now is that I dump all my leeches in a, uh, like in the minnow, in a minnow net. Yeah. And then I wash them all every yep. day. So get I, some of that slime off. Yeah, dump the container, <laughs> clean the container out, and then wash the leeches out. So this happens in June more than anywhere, anytime, where you'll get like a big container of leeches, and you'll have them sitting in your cooler, and let's say you just don't, you don't take them out for a day or two, yep. and you'll take them out and they're still crystal clear, but you go to like reach in there and it's all like super viscous gel, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> that that doesn't happen this time of year. No. But what causes that? I don't know. What are I you guys know. doing in there? They're pretty interesting critters, and I know very little about them. Uh, they're not the same. Like, the leeches we fish with are not the same ones like that you'll find on woman or leech. No. The big blood suckers. Right. They are not the same creature. Ooh, ooh, great opportunity for a story. My buddy Scott. Or Dr. Steve, Scott. Dr. Scott. I'm fishing with him on Saturday. Uh... He got to use leeches to drain the blood out of somebody's hand. No, the he did not. The blood wouldn't come out of this person's hand because it was, like, constricted around their wrist for too long. It wouldn't drain. So he got to do leech therapy. No way. And I asked him, like, because he's a pretty avid fisherman. He's a pretty good fisherman. Like, are you the most qualified? And he's like, oh, I'm definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt with these quite often. Uh, to get back on track, fishing was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, the panfish thing is, for the most part, still pretty consistently good. I will say Woman Lake has been kind of kicking my butt on walleyes lately. And it, it, it sucks to get to that point where you're like, it's almost like you need a day to reset yep. to, to try to find what to go what, drive. Yeah. And I've been doing it on the beginning and the end of my half days. I've been getting on the lake early and driving, and I've been staying on the lake late and driving, and uh, just haven't, haven't. Just not enough time. Yeah. But our other little ones are good, and then uh, word on the street is that the east side crankbait bite is going pretty good. Right. How about you? Uh, I just started getting back in the swing of things. Had a, a okay day with you. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you... You smashed me, made me feel very. That is, that is like if I have an advantage on any lake, it's that particular. S- yeah, I mean, no, you have an advantage on most of them, but uh, that one for sure. That one has my number, and I don't, I don't know why I don't understand it. Yeah. Because it's it's very familiar. Yeah. I and really yet, like that you don't like it. Like I'm like this should be Will's Lake. Like you should be owning that lake. I just don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand it, and I don't know why. Like things, the things, like the areas we fish, like pretty simple. Right. The fish are fairly visible. Right. I don't know why I can't put it together. I don't know why. Just shaking the rust off. Maybe get out of here, kitty. Oh, crazy! That went really well uh, with some listeners. It was, it was really a good time. First or second crop, he was like fourteen incher. They loved it. They loved it. So. Um, you, uh, and we also, Hey, we forgot. I, I even wrote it down again. We have t-shirts for sale. Yeah. Quite a few of them. Yeah. We've got a good supply. 
a better, I would have to say a better gray than the first gray. You think so? We've maybe saturated our market. But now we've got a new addition. What's that? The new gray. The new gray. Yeah, I thought people would be all fired up. They could have their dark gray for formal occasions and then their light gray for on the water. Right. Dark gray for your black tie affair. Yeah. Nobody's brought that up yet. They, no, nobody's uh, bought a light Algers? Did Come they? on. Oh, yeah, he got one. He's got dark grays and light grays? Oh, yeah. All right, good. I don't know why he's not. He needs to chime in more. I, I have, I, we've been missing his presence here. Yeah, I would agree. But, uh... So, yeah, I'd say fishing is picking up. Um, not, uh, not like... I would say right now, early August was harder for me than, uh, than late July, which is just... Could be anecdotal. That's been the last couple years, though. You think so? L- or l- last year, we had the same issue. We were like, come on, little, August. Little Let- dip. Yep. So hopefully by next episode, we'll be, we'll be real happy. And the nice thing about August is these fish, they don't necessarily change a ton, right? They're not migrating. Yeah. They're going to be here for a while. Just more cooperative, you think. Right. More visible, more... They, I think that, I mean, our days are getting shorter, so I think they're starting to feel a little bit of the pressure. Like, okay, I need to, I need to kind of start here. And I wonder if it has something to do with, so they've been eating, they had been eating bugs for a good majority, uh, for the better part of a month. They've been eating a lot of bugs. Yeah. I wonder if their bodies have to go through a change to get their digestive system back into the swing of things for, for eating a, a harder body base, something that's harder to digest, because I would imagine a, a, a bunch of invertebrates are pretty easy to digest. Right, yeah. So I wonder if their bodies have to go through a little bit of a change. I mean, that's why we have a little bit of a lull. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for, for the pickup. Although you had a tremendous day late last week. Yeah. I, and the, the, I've had quite a few pretty great days. Uh, over the last week or 10 days. Um, the one concern is like, like on leech, when you have a pretty great day, you can, I feel like you can build off of it. Like yeah. well, tomorrow is going to be great. And the next day and the next day, and you know, you can like add to it on these smaller ones. I feel a little bit more like it's a limited resource, you know, little boxed in. Well, think about the lake we fished together. Yep. Uh, a couple nights ago. I, even though I, I think our group, we, had, we caught nine walleyes that day. and Like, pretty good day for, for us in, on these little lakes in, in August. And I did not have any real confidence to go back there and do it again. You know what I mean? Yep. And so uh, I just, I like it when uh, our, our lakes are sort of building momentum. And I feel like what we're really doing right now is that you and I are... Uh, we have lots of years on these 1,200-acre lakes, and so we know where there are a lot of fish. As so they we, tend to be. And we can pick on them pretty effectively, even when they're not real hungry. Right. Um, but to say to, we can go do that four nights a week, Yeah. It'll, you'll decimate them. I don't want to do that. Right. Yep. Part of the reason I found myself on Ingbedona. Because you wanted to... Looking for some new stuff. Yes. You know. Did you find any fish deep? Did you no, see any fish deep? I drove pretty much all of our stuff and didn't, didn't see them deep. So I don't know if that's, if that's like just a lake that's having a down year. 
I'm sure there are some guys catching them. No problem. Right. In the same way, I'm sure there are people that have an opinion about some of our lakes that we're feeling really good about. Right. They're like, well, this is a weird year out here. For sure. It's just the spots that you're, that you're used to checking. I do want to give a quick shout-out to our buddy Aaron. The U- I should give a whole shout-out to the Ewan Camp crew, who, uh, who are... Um, they're, great. they're great people. Good people, good customers of, of yours, and then by extension me, but uh, we had a, a buddy of theirs, Aaron, um, who suggested that our tagline for the podcast, because he didn't know we had a podcast. Aaron, he didn't? No, Aaron is uh, 14 years old, I think. Uh, he suggest, he like, I told him about it while we were fishing, when me and George were fishing with him, and he, like, started listening to it in the boat with George. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I felt bad for George. I'm like, oh, God, that's the last thing he needs right now is to hear Will and I. Um, but he suggested that our, our catchphrase either be come for, come for the accent, stay for the fishing, or come for the fishing, stay for the accent. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty clever. <laughs> and I, I just enjoyed fishing with Aaron. So thanks, buddy. He's going to start his own podcast. Two dudes, one desk. (laughs) (laughs) That could go a ton of different ways. I asked him, like, what's going to be the focus? He's like, nothing. No focus. We're just going to talk about stuff. We'll probably get lots of questions from people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, we should take a break. This episode of Wally Talk is brought to you in part by Woman Lake Lodge. Woman Lake Lodge, located on Woman Lake in Longville, Minnesota, is a great area for you to take your fall vacation. Not only is it home to a tremendous walleye fishery, it also is home to some of the biggest smallmouth in the state. Along with a beautiful area to fish, it's got great grouse area, and for those who like to bow hunt, there's deer all over the place. So go ahead and book your stay at Woman Lake Lodge. Uh, I'm going to do an impromptu ad for our buddy Bob Lanerville and Randy Eastfald, who might be, might be revolutionizing the, uh, the musky fishing world, man. With their handle? With the true grip. Yep. I think you got to look it up. If you're a musky guy or gal, look up the true grip. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. You can use it for... Bait casters and spinning reels. Right. It's so, like a pistol grip that goes below your... Your reel. Your reel. So I, for those who aren't... From, I, I guess if you're interested in this, you are familiar. Like hand fatigue on those musky, on musky rods mm-hmm. is terrible, especially mm-hmm. you got little hands like I do. Yep. It, it, if you're going for more than a couple hours, it is, it's tough to hang on to those all day, and those grips are going to be great. Yeah. I think it's a pretty great idea. Bob Landerville is a guy, if you've listened to this podcast, we, have, we rave about him. The dude has great ideas all the time. All the time. Um, and he, uh, he went all in on this one, which says something to me. Like yep. that, that this is something that is legit. So uh, check it up. Check it out. True Grip. I don't know. Google Just it. Google it. Or look him up on Facebook, South Shore Guide Guys. Service. And you can see he's got a, a nice video of it now, and then you can find him. Or you can find him locally at the One Stopper Full Stringer. Bingo. All right. What are we talking about now? The 
decision. The decision. So what is the decision? This is a tough one to describe. So let's just say we're in a tournament setting. And you, let's just say you and I are going to fish a tournament. Yep. How do we decide whose boat we're going to use, who's going to captain? How do we decide these big decisions? They are big decisions. That's Monumental. Like, we like named the, we, it was aptly named, I would say, <laughs> the topic. After minutes right. of, of review. Well, this just came up because you and I have plans. <laughs> We've had lots of plans that have been busted. Yes, especially the last. Been a hard, hard uh, difficult summer season for us. Um, but we're going to fish the Cast Lake MWC, hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, and uh, we were talking about like how we should run that, how we should run that tournament. Right. And for you and I, um, one observation, you don't necessarily think it's true, and I think it's just you being humble. Mm-hmm. But when we're fishing together, more often than not, you outfish me. That's not true at all. You you can say that. But Woman Lake, chicken wraps on leech, just to name a couple. All right. Anyway, I. When I think about you as a tournament partner, I'm like, the dude will catch him. If I can, like, get him on fish, he will catch him. Doesn't matter for rigging, jig wrapping, jigging a minnow. You're oh, God. Okay at that. <laughs> uh, I think you'll catch him. And uh, that's, like, I think the exact description you want for a, for a co pilot, right? You want a guy who's just going to, no matter what, doesn't matter what, you, what rod you give him, he's going to catch him. I mean, I can do all those things. Yeah, I think you can do it real well. Better than I can. No, but I can do those things. Uh, you know, you taught me pretty much how to rig, so you should be much better than me at that. Mm-hmm. And I think you are much better than me at that. I don't know, man. You get bit, especially rigging minnows, which we'll be doing, you get bit pretty often. So you're doing something right. It's the because I use the biggest minnows, <laughs> Dan. It's not why. Yes, it is. No. If you always used the biggest minnows, you'd always get bit too, Dan. <laughs> you're always like, oh, I do, didn't get that one because it's too big and you would use it. It's no. like, yeah, I'd use it because I'd get bit on it. Do you remember who caught the biggest fish? Yeah, you did. Yeah. But I had to using, catch two of them using, first. Using a normal minnow. Anyway. But I caught twice as many as you. But I also caught a pike, so I ended up with zero. I would just say that... Uh, like, with, in this decision-making process, like, you, you got to both come at it honestly, right? Right. So is there one guy who has a bit of an advantage with a rod? Like, is one guy better f- fishing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and if it's sort, it's sort of hard to figure because you'd have to, if, if, one, if you're both equal captains and one's better with just a rod, then you got to free that guy up to, to just fish, I think. I think, too, uh, in some situations, you have to look at uh, experience uh, of what you're doing and on the body of water you're doing it, right? So uh, if we're going to go, uh, let's say, to Winnie, we have very limited experience. We both have about the equal amount of experience out there. Yep. It's going to be a horse apiece, and I think that's going to come out to... Who did better pre-fishing, um, more so than anything. Sure. Um, 
So in an in a equal situation, you have to kind of come at it like that. Like you have to earn your captainship, right? I would agree. But if in a situation like Cass, you've spent years up there, where I've been up there like maybe a half a dozen times. Sure. So that's a pretty easy decision. Sure. Um, now on Leech, that would also come down to I believe uh, the distance you're running. So like the boat itself, uh, and then also time you're in, how pre-fishing went. Right. So if we've got a bust all the way over to the other side, it's going to totally depend on weather and boat. Sure. Yeah. I, well, yeah, that stuff all makes, like, real logical sense. But, like, say we were in the same boats, though. I, like, your, your point about uh, who does better pre-fishing, I think, is pretty important because uh, leech would actually be left out. But if you were fi- fishing a newer body of water... Um, like, your map, your topo map shows you a pretty good picture of how things look down there on most of our lakes, you know. But uh, fishing them, you, like, form a... You form a... A detailed... Yeah. And, and, and it might not even be accurate, but you know, like, what worked when you were pre-fishing, right? Like, how you slid around the corner with the southeast wind mm-hmm. and, like... With that, that slide is like you got bit most of the time sliding around that corner. If you try to describe that to somebody, there's no way they could do it right. the way you like. You have to spend some time on the spot. So, I think that's a pretty good point. Um, and seeing these maps through a, through a different pair of lenses uh, makes a big difference too, right? So the way you read a map is going to be totally different the way I read a map. Yeah. And same with anybody else. Right. So, if you have a better understanding you would know that pre-fishing but if you if you have a better understanding of the lake a better understanding how these fish are correlating to any given structure that's going to make a big difference as well yeah for sure but i'd love to have you as a co-pilot as well you're a hammer you are a hammer (laughs) thanks buddy yeah anytime um but i think yeah it's you got to have sort of an honest conversation with the tournament partner about who's who's running the boat and then the other option is to uh, like lee and i ran a tournament one time where he ran the boat and i ran the trolling motor like when we were fishing i was captaining when he when we were running he was running Hmm. which was sort of a nice way to break up the the workload a little bit yeah you wouldn't really think of doing it that but like Driving, driving is a fair amount of work, you know, and that there's a there's some fatigue that goes with that for, for nine sure. hours, you know. Certainly. And to, typically, the guy who's going to run the trolling motor would also be driving the boat. Right. But you could remove that part of their responsibility, just let the dude who's typically just fishing get you from spot A to spot B. Uh, actually, that's that was a pretty nice way to do it because then the guy who... Uh, I would say most of, like, the mental work comes from from boat control, don't yep. you think, during uh, the during For sure, the once you get there. Yep. Uh, so, like, to let that dude, like, take a little break for the eight minutes that takes you to get the next site uh, is maybe a good way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know sure. if I want you running my boat. <laughs> I know how to do it just right. Just ask George. Just ask George. I know how to run those you're gonna things. You're going to kill me. You've got to go fast. Kept, the only thing that kept George in the boat was gravity. <laughs> well, and he didn't promise me any buckets, so I had nothing. To, <laughs> I had nothing to gain. 
<laughs> I thought at the time it was a great idea. Uh, but in theory, theory and actuality don't match all the time. Right. I have seen quite a few guys, though, that are tournament partners who they don't necessarily run their own boat during a tournament. You know, like they're, for one reason or another, the, the other partner is the one running it. Hmm. So. Interesting. I just, I like that one, man. I sure hope we can, that one, I've been burnt so bad <laughs> on the Cassidy tournament. Well, you had a pretty good start the one year. Yeah, yeah. You were in like sixth or? Uh, first time I fished it with Lee, we were in fifth after day one, and we ended in like 17th, and then I ended in 17th one other time, which is one out of the money. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. That's Dan Ryan Luck. That is Dan Ryan. Like, are you sure you're all right fishing it? With yeah, me? I got the opposite effect. Right. I just pull stuff out of my butt, and then they're like, hey, we got fifth place. Look at us go. Well, I'll take some of that luck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is that all, it, all we've got for the decision? There's got to be more. I think can't force it, man. True. True. So, we're not, or we're not deciding right now. Likely it's going to be my boat. It's for sure you. Okay. I'm not going to captain on cast. Are you nuts? Right. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't get that lick at all. You're going to catch him, though. You're um, gonna, I'll just put you right on him and you catch him. I might not even fish. Just what have if, the net ready. That was just get the ranger ready. <laughs> get the ranger one, ready. One hand on the bandage, one hand on a ranger. The entire tournament. <laughs> the captain doesn't even fish. <laughs> hey, you're going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll figure something out by then, but just hours on the water will help. Yeah. It's, it's a fun time because it's... The it's right a, time of year. It's a, yeah, for sure. And the competition level. So that's what I like about the MWC. That's what... I mean, that's going to be our... I, so my, I, I, the way I... I always get excited when that comes to town because... That's like the best competition I think we can have from the other than the direct local area. Right. From yeah. getting local sticks all together. We yeah. get people from all over the place to fish this. Yeah. And I get really excited about that. There's some big names that fish it. Oh, for sure. I would agree. Like the AIM circuit is super cool and like a real, real, I like that setup a lot. Super competitive. Yep. But they, they are like, well, it's statewide. You know, it's so like you're fishing local. You're fishing against a lot of local guys, and our local hammers are great, right? And a lot of guys do the whole circuit because if you fish five or, or if you fish most of them, you can make the state championship just by being in them. Yep. So the, a lot of them, you see a lot of the familiar faces. This one pulls people from all. All MWC over. pulls from people from all over. We get people from all the way over in like Ohio. Yeah, right. which is cool. So should be a fun one. And, and then September next to... spring, <gasps> big stone, big stone, big stone, twenty twenty one. We're doing it. It's gonna be a blast. What if we? What if we bought a turkey license down there? Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, right. That's a great idea. I know. We gotta find a guy who knows a guy who has eight acres. Yeah, that we can. Because there's turkeys everywhere. I imagine. Stone. Yep. <gasps> If you listen in the Big Stone area, Ortonville, we got a couple T-shirts for, for you. Mark Pearson. Does he live in there? He has a place down there in Wheaton. 
Mark Pearson, do you listen to this? No. Get back to me if you do. He's a bass guy. <sighs> God, I've been smashing SMBs. Uh, have you? On big minims. Oh, how terrific is that? It is. It's great. And it, like, the whole time you get it in the boat, you're like, God, how did you even try to eat that minnow? <laughs> it's right in your name. You're a smallmouth bass. That <laughs> barely fits in there. <laughs> Just cramming it in there. Yeah. Even We caught a 21-incher today. It's like, how did you? It was like on a six-inch creaky. How did you get that in there? You got to imagine it's like a kid who's eating, like, a fruit roll-up. Like, they don't just take a bite out of a fruit roll-up. You jam the whole thing in your stinking mouth. Right. It's got to be the same thing. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Pretty good hookup percentage on the smallmouth today, too. Didn't miss a whole lot of them. Nice. Also caught, like, a 12-incher on a 5-incher. Drove me nuts. Like, are you worth a dollar? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you tell the difference when a smallmouth bites and a walleye bites? I think you can. Can you? I, I thought about that a lot today because uh, you're always so, op- like my optimism overrides my ability to make a judgment, I would say. I can for sure tell on a nightcrawler. Yep. Uh, harder on a minnow. Nightcrawler feels like peckier, in my opinion. It feels like perchy, perchy with... Wait behind. Yep. And walleyes are like tap, tap, pull away. You know, like, or even nice just and like easy. pulse, pulse, swimming away from you. Today I had two walleyes that I thought were pike, just about like stole the rod out of my That's hand. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not a good feeling because you think it's a pike. I mean, oh. it's still exciting, but you know what I mean? That's not a typical walleye bite. And then I had some uh, smallmouth just sit on it, which is typically how I feel about a, a walleye. walleye. It's just like, hmm, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of weight at the end of this line right now. So, no, I don't think you can. And honestly... You we, just went back, you just logiced yourself out of it. No. You said yes, now you're saying no. I you, said yes to a nightcrawler. So oh, yeah, there's correct. Some, okay. There's some... There's some uh, like guidelines to this. But dude, if you listen to both of our live episodes, we were absolutely terrible at calling what we caught. Oh, this one's a pike for sure. Yeah. No, it's a walleye. Yeah. And this one's call, a five pound walleye. Yeah, yeah. It's like a two pound gator. Yeah. Yep. And even when we were fishing crappies, we were like, oh, that's a walleye. And it was a crappie. Yeah. We were terrible at calling our fish. So I don't think we're that good at it. <laughs> We have no, nothing to say about no. this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're real bad at it. <laughs> mm. All right, should we take another break? We should. This episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by the Muskie House Marine in Longville. Uh, it might seem early, but the Muskie House has 2021 models of premier pontoons in their showroom. Uh, special fall rates. So if you're interested in getting into the best pontoon on the market for the 2021 season, stop in at the Muskie House in Longville. And we're back. This one is going to definitely have some fire back. Yeah. Mostly because he has his own avenue to throw some fire at us. I think the kids call it throwing, throwing shade. Really? He's going to throw some shade our way. Wow. He does that all the time anyway, though. You know, he talks crap about us crappie fishing. 
Because we go crappie Because we fishing. go crappie fishing. Gotcha. He talks mad smack. Gotcha. It's pretty know. rude. <laughs> it's yeah. a good plan. It's a good plan for happy customers. Uh, it's weird. So Carl Swanson is our Sawguy series victim uh, for this episode. Carl is the best harbor master in Minnesota. Has some great daily quotes. Yep. He works at Pikedale Lodge on the east side of Leech Lake. And uh, we're going to bash on him for a little bit It's good. This is going to be a communal effort. Yep. And it's not going to be anything too long, just little shots at him. So I'm going to start. He's got a Suic tattoo on his leg because he used to be a muskie fisherman. Now he is a quasi-walleye fisherman. I'm suggesting that he get a tattoo of the annex on his back. Mm-hmm. Like his whole back could be taken up by the contour lines that represent the annex. Six rings. Six rings, <laughs> yep. Over the span of one whole back. Also, he's a guy who really, more often than not, he describes, doesn't matter what he's doing, windy rigging, jig wrapping, jigging, pulling cranks, whatever, he describes his... He does passes, passes or pulls. He's like, he, I got my line, I take my pass, and I got bang, 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 three on that pass. <laughs> for, you know, for a guy who only fishes one, maybe two lakes, it's surprising he only has four spots. Right. <laughs> he fishes four spots. Four spots on 100, and he's real proud of only fish, fishing big water. Fish 112,000 acres. Four spots of that. Four spots of that. (laughs) I once watched him reel in a fish on a jig and a minnow, and he was holding the rod with a pencil grip like you would an ice fishing rod, you know? (laughs) And he had the the butt of the rod above his shoulder. Like the shoulder he was holding the rod, he had it above his shoulder in the air, and he was reeling it in. I, like, broke a tooth grinding them so bad that I watched that happen. <laughs> what are you doing? He, uh, he counts for his daily total of fish. Instead of counting walleyes caught, he counts fish caught. All fish caught. All fish caught. Right. And I kind of wonder if he, like, if he's fishing minnows, does he count the minnows he mm. puts on? I wound them in. Right. Should count. Right. I mean, I bought them. Uh, when he says he goes creek chubbing, he often is fishing sucker minnows. Mm. Mm. Different. 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 Very different. Fish, big minnows, big but minnows. not creek chubbing. Right. It's not creek chubbing unless you got a creek chub. That is correct. He once, during one of those instances in like June, not my favorite time to quote unquote creek chub, he was fishing sucker minnows during the big fish tournament on on Weech. Or on Out of Pikedale? Yeah. And he comes up to me, he's like, Dan, we caught 20 pike. We caught 20 pike in four hours. Can you believe that? We caught 20 pike. I'm like, dude, are you bragging? That's 40 in the hole. You bragging about cut, catching pike? And, dude, you're fishing a minnow that has pike in the name. You're fishing light pike <laughs> sucker minnows. You're not fishing creek chubs. <laughs> uh, 
He has broken more fiberglass boats than you and I combined. <laughs> combined. He's real happy with that warranty, though. He's riding that warranty. <laughs> it doesn't say it on the box. <laughs> um, what else? You got to do it. Straps. Oh, he. I think he breaks three, three to five boat straps per season when he's putting putting boats on trailers. I know he's broken mine once. Yeah. It just means he's a strong man. He is. He he's is a strong, strong man. He's a strong man. He, uh, he claims to eat a ribeye for dinner every night of the week. Really? Yep. Says that's how he finishes every day is eating a ribeye. That's steak. glorious. Yeah. Uh, Expensive. Also drinks White Claws. Oh, no. You can do the White Claw thing? You're letting him know about the White Claw? Thing? Yeah, he's, he drinks them. That's a, that's a slight. It's a, it's a compliment to some people, but it's definitely a slight to him. <laughs> definitely a slight. Um, I have seen five pictures of him, quote-unquote, sleeping in an ice house <laughs> with a fishing rod in his hand. <laughs> and he's usually sleeping in, like, an upright sitting position. Right. Was paying attention. Completely unrelated to White Claws. <laughs> <laughs> he used to musky fish. Now I don't even think he owns a musky rod. I think he sold his musky rods. Yeah, probably. For White Claws. <laughs> it's probably in the Big Miracle. <laughs> or the Little Miracle. The little Miracle. Yeah. Those were, I think he'll look back on his fishing days as the Little Miracle were, that was his glory days. Glory days. days. Yeah. Yep. yep. Things got too serious. Too complicated. When he bought the Big Miracle. But, that being said. We, I talked about this, because I fished with Josie, uh, Josie Myers from Pikedale and uh, her boyfriend, Zach, today and yesterday. And as much as uh, we like to bash on Carl, I do think that he would be like on a very short list of people to call in when I was in a real bad situation. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it really matters. I think Carl would be there. Absolutely. One of the most sincere, kind individuals yeah. that wanted to have a good time with you. Yep. And I think he would... Uh, be there to bail you out on a bad day, mm-hmm. whether that be literally with a bucket or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or towing you in or, or towing you in or just like 10 grand in cash that you don't want to ask questions about to get you out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he helped a buddy of his because they, uh, they had been out having a good time in the winter time. They happened to hit a beaver <laughs> and then, and then they happened to lose a track on their track machine. Yeah. And Carl was there to help get him out. Yep. He's that type of guy. He's that type of guy. We do love you, Carl. Love big time. I think that's but you're it. not invited to my birthday. <laughs> not this year. Said too many hurtful things about us. Do you ever listen to their podcast? They say a lot of hurtful things. Do they really? Yeah, about when we're not there. Well, that's too bad. Does Phil? A little bit. A little he, bit. He's, he, he doesn't say no. Sure. So this is a little bit of restitution for us. Sure. Yeah. Just catching up on last time. Right. Uh, do you want to do a weekend preview real quick before we get yeah. out of here? Uh, so 
you just made me look at the weather, and it looks like it's going to rain, 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 um, which hopefully that'll mean that we're going to cool the water down. Yeah. Hopefully we'll start getting some west winds. We've had, yeah, but it's trending that way already, I would say. South, south, we've had, like today was what, southwest? We had two west wind days th- this week. Good. Yep. We need a bunch of them in a row. It makes me start thinking fall, baby. Um, probably not this week, but it gets it in the back of your mind. Um, so, anyway, we're still going to be pulling night crawlers, still going to be pulling big minnows, still going to be using jig wraps, still going to be looking on the humps. Not quite yet looking at big bars, but it's getting close. Yep. Getting close. I'm going to try and not do a pan fish trip this week. Just want to catch walleyes and muskies. That sounds great. Yeah, I think I'm going to do more of the same. Um, the good thing about the panfish thing is that it is pretty reliable if you've got a good idea of where to find them. If you're looking to fill out a fish fry, you can use it as like, we've talked about this in the past, you can use it as a backup, but you can also use it as a backup that doesn't take that much time. Mm -hmm. If you're going to try to do it really well, you can catch a, a meal of fish in a half an hour, no problem on, on most of our Legit, local Legit, yeah. Honest, being very honest. Yep, yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to do these days is just instead of going half and half walleyes, crappies, like let's do three and a half hours of walleyes and then just go bang out crappies. Crappies, b- bail us out. Yep. And, uh, and hopefully we don't want to do that. Hopefully we're three and a half hours in. And, and that happened to me on, on Boy for the most part. Um, one of the boys uh, <laughs> that uh, I didn't didn't want to fish for crappies, and either did the folks I was fishing with. So we just stuck with the walleyes, and that paid off. Nice to have a good plan come together. Yep. Well, it's been a great episode. It's been a very good time. I think so. It's nice to be back at it. It's and, nice to uh, bash on, on Carl to his face over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear what he says next. Um, it w- I think we're due for some listener questions. We haven't yeah. asked for them in a while, um, but if you've got something you'd like us to talk about, uh, we're like 70 episodes into this whole deal. Um, we'd appreciate some ideas on what to talk about. Sounds great. And buy a T-shirt. Yeah, Please. Buy, buy a T-shirt. Send us a message with a question, and uh, good luck out on the water. Thank you.